Before we get into today's episode, I just want to emphasize that all the money that's made within the next two months from my podcast is going to be donated to the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, the way you can basically contribute is just playing all the episodes and sharing with your friends, and it would mean the world to me. My goal for this fundraiser is $300, and I really, really do appreciate all your support. All the donation information, including how much we end up raising, is going to be on my Instagram at journeyincolor underscore with no spaces. So make sure you go check that out. Failure, it doesn't exist. If it does, I mean, like it exists and it's a thing, but to me, it's not a bad thing. I guess that's a better way of putting it. Failure is not real because it's simply feedback. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Journey in Color, the podcast created to showcase the success stories of people of color in an attempt to inspire and motivate the color community as a whole. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. Today, I'm going to be talking to an entrepreneur who has a product design freelance agency and a podcast called The Six Figure Freelancer. Through her social media platforms, she looks to help freelancers achieve the success that she has. Thank you so much, Avani Miriyala, for talking to me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I just want to start off with what was your upbringing like? And, you know, did you always have an entrepreneurial mindset? Yeah, it's a great question. So my parents are both entrepreneurs, serial entrepreneurs. They've had many businesses over the last few decades. And for me, it was kind of something that just happened naturally. I watched them run their own businesses, really add value to people in different ways. And I ended up following in their footsteps. And I was always learning around along the way, just reading a lot of books, like books that you think kids wouldn't really read, like Think and Grow Rich or Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So I, I got that exposure at a very young age, which I think has led me to becoming a business owner so early on in my career. Mm. Can I ask, what were your parents involved in? So they had a few different businesses. Um, my parents had a consulting business in tech for a while. Um, they've been investors in other tech companies. Um, they also have a large network marketing business that they're a part of, and they get to mentor lots and pe lots of people around the world. So a little bit of this and that. <laughs> my dad's very much involved in the tech industry and has done a lot of advisory roles and uh, been they've been angel investors in a lot of different companies so it's been a whole different you know grab bag of things that they've been able to be a part of yeah for sure I think that's so cool that you were able to sort of surround yourself with all of that at such a young age yeah I'm really grateful <laughs> yeah so when was your first step in entrepreneurship or when do you remember it to be yeah, so I actually got to learn about entrepreneurship very young. Um, I ended up having time when I was in 
high school and college helping out my parents in their businesses and really contributing to what they were doing. Um, so I learned along the way there. And then um, after a few years of working in the tech industry, I was like trying to figure out what I should do next. And I was just really, really stuck feeling like if I got another job, I would end up in the same place in a couple of years. So um, I just got really tired of it. And I was like, 2017, I left my job and jumped into entrepreneurship. And I started with freelancing because that's what made the most sense to me. Mm. Yeah. So what were those first few months like? Because I think it's really hard, you know, having a corporate job and then just suddenly leaving in terms of like <laughs> finances and everything. Totally. I mean, there's a lot to take into consideration. And, you know, it's not for everyone. There's definitely things you have to have in place in order to make that leap. I personally needed to show myself some success. I got a few clients initially. And then my initial goal was to match, um, not match my salary, but I had like a make before I I started to sign a couple of clients and I was like, listen, if I just go all in right now, I can figure it out. I don't need to like wait till that point. So for me, I just left my job. I left my job June, I think June 16th, 2017. So we're getting close to three years. Um, and I remember putting in my two weeks notice. It was really challenging to do that because I had a great job. I was working at one of the coolest tech companies in Austin and I was getting to work on some amazing projects and it was a great team. Like I loved that team that I got to work with. So it was hard to leave something good for something that I thought could be great <laughs> when it was like kind of uncertain, you know, but I one piece of advice my husband gave to me at that time we were just dating. He said, if you notice like a bird sitting on a branch, you will notice that the bird is not trusting in the branch to keep it up and to not break. The bird is trusting in its own wings so that even if the branch breaks, it's still going to be able to fly away. And that was such a powerful analogy for me because it reminded me like I can figure this out no matter what happens. I don't have to just trust in the business or idea or whatever it is that I'm doing. Like, of course, that needs to be vetted and you need to like go about it in a certain way. But at the end of the day, if you trust in you, you're going to be able to figure it out. So that was what helped me in the first few months of getting things off the ground. Mm, yeah, because I think it's so difficult to overcome like that fear and to overcome that like self-doubt, I guess. Totally. <laughs> so when you started, did you achieve like your goals or get, I guess your milestones that you'd set for yourself right away? Yeah, pretty quickly. I mean, I was working seven days a week. I was working as much as I needed to to make things work. And very soon I was able to reach my first milestone, which is making $5,000 a month. Um, then after that, I remember passing my salary at my job, like how much I was making per month at my job. And within 90 days, I had passed um, $8,333 a month, which is the run rate you make if you're making $100,000 or six figures a year. And like I was blown away because I had never made that much money from a job before. <laughs> I got close, but I had never made that much money from a job before. And I was like, wait a second. I have just stumbled upon something amazing. And I didn't realize how much 
potential I could unlock for myself. And that's when I was like, listen, I have to do this. I have to keep doing this. I have to learn record and like share with the world what I'm doing. And that's why like um, a few months later, I ended up starting my podcast in 2018 because I was like, this is too good not to put out into the world. <laughs> yeah, absolutely agree. I think looking at your story, what was the coolest thing is that like how fast you succeeded because a lot of times people will be like, you know, I didn't really do so well in the beginning. And then I sort of, you know, used my um, failures to learn and succeed. But what do you think was, you know, your secret to really being able to step out in the real world and succeed in freelancing? There's no secret. Honestly, I think like, if you want to, someone would want to comb through my podcast and figure out what I did. That's like definitely possible, but there's no one thing. I think the end of the day, you have to be able to um, continuously be willing to grow, um, continuously be willing to try new things and iterate on something that you've created, whether it is your the way you run your business, the product you're selling, um, the way you're working with people, the team you're hiring. You have to be constantly be ready to grow and change and evolve. And if you're okay with doing that and working on yourself, it's not easy. Um, there's also a lot of like internal work. <laughs> A lot of like uncovering beliefs that you might have had that you've carried with you, working on them internally in order to move past those own roadblocks that are in your in your way. And we always have roadblocks. We always will. These limiting beliefs are going to come up no matter who we are and for the rest of our lives because we're human. But sometimes we need to work on them. So if you had to do one thing and nothing else, if you can commit yourself to growing, <laughs> you can pretty much do anything and everything you want to do. Hmm, I love that. I couldn't have said it better myself. And, you know, can you go into a little bit of depth in terms of the internal work that maybe you had to do in order to get past the roadblocks? Sure. It's it's been, a, it's been a few years. It feels like a lot more than three years. But if I go back in time and I think about that time, a lot of the work I was working on was things like my money mindset. I was reconfiguring what I thought it meant to make money. Because as soon as I made that six-figure monthly run rate, I was like, what? This was easy. Like, why does everyone put six figures on a pedestal? Like, it's not... It's not um, I was just pleasantly surprised and I was like, wait a second, everything everyone has told me about money is a lie. <laughs> so I was able to start to work on that, work on um, what does it mean to make money? What does it mean to use money as a tool? It is an exchange of energy. So there's a lot of great um, resources and podcasts out there that I was able to help and use to reinstall those beliefs. Um, one of a really great book is called How to Be a Badass and Making Money by Jen, Jen Sincero. That's a really good one. And then also just thinking about my own mind and how how I was viewing things, what I was seeing as like my upper limits. So another great book that I would recommend is The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And the last one I'll recommend, which is one of my favorites, I read it and reread it frequently. It's called The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. It is such a good book. If you had to pick one of those books to read, I would recommend that third one because it has helped me 
so much in how I see my thoughts in my mind and how I have been able to understand how my mind is reacting to situations and circumstances that have happened in my life and around me. So those are some really great resources that I would recommend checking out. Um, they, they're wonderful. There's lots of others as well, but those are my like top three that I can think of right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And you know what you're talking about? I think a lot of it has to do with like self-awareness and, you know, realizing what your strengths are, re realizing what your weaknesses are. So how do you practice self-awareness? Like, I guess on a day to day basis. There are definitely many things you could be doing to practice self-awareness. It's something we step into some people more naturally than others, definitely. What I have found has been really helpful for me is the practice of meditation. I meditate every morning, almost, I've been doing it almost every day for probably four ish years, maybe more than that. But I use Headspace. It's a really great app. You can, I think it's, they have a family plan too. It's great. Headspace is wonderful and you can pay a certain amount per year or per month. They have really wonderful guided meditations for different scenarios. That's what's worked for me. There's so many other ways to meditate. You don't need an app. You can find something on YouTube, but you can definitely try out other apps, Calm. And um, there's so many different, uh, there's also, what is it called? Oh, 10% Happier and Waking Up by Sam Harris. So there's so many different ones. But meditation has been something that's helped me really work through and kind of work through the storm of thoughts in my head to get down to like, what is it really? Like, what is the core of what's happening inside of me based on what's happening outside of me? And meditation has helped me kind of push those confusing thoughts and feelings that aren't really me out of the way to really understand and get in tune and become more self-aware of my thoughts. And it's really crazy, but like when you start to meditate and understand and become self-aware yourself, you start to see other things around you externally and other people that you would not have noticed before. So it's a very like eye-opening experience if you're able to do something like that very, very, um, regularly. So um, meditating has been, definitely been one of them and journaling. I have tons of great transformational journaling exercises that I do myself to really get in tune with who I am and what I'm thinking and really tune out the noise, which I think is something that's been challenging these days as well. Um, trying to take in all of the info around me, but also understand like in my gut in my intuition what do I feel is right so these are some things that have helped me out with that yeah that's huge um you know I I think I also try to practice meditation and you know I'm I'm a senior in high school so I'm sort of young but it's it becomes difficult when you try to put it into practice for a long time right and to keep like a sort of routine mm -hmm. with it how do you how have you maintained that discipline that's a great question it's really um underneath it all you have a why like the reason you're doing this isn't just this one day of meditation it's a lifelong practice of you becoming stepping into a better version of yourself of you stepping into you 2.0 so if you get to connect with that why the bigger reason that you're doing this that definitely helps to keep it as a priority and for me i have to do this for me every single day, because in order for me to take care of other people, to take care of my clients, take care of my husband, my family, 
whoever is around me, you know, even beyond that, the people that follow me, people that listen in on my podcast, people who are taking my courses, in order for me to be there for other people, I have to first be there for myself. So I, in the morning until 10 a.m., I have locked myself out of almost every app on my phone. I have something on my iPhone. I think we all have it. <laughs> Screen time that we oh, can yeah. use. And 10 a.m., I can't open Instagram. Until 10 a.m., I can't open Slack. I can't open my email. And that's when I have dedicated that time to myself in the morning until 10 a.m. If I have done all these things, then maybe I can go open Slack. Um, but that's how I've decided to build my mornings so that I can spend time on these other things. And I work out too. Like that's been a huge, really, really important thing for me. If I work out, like those are my best days when I work out. So putting all of these things, layering it on is really great. Um, for people that might want to develop better habits and morning routines, I highly recommend this book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. He talks about how you can create habits, put habits, chain them onto one another, and really create a great productive habit chain in any area of your life. It's so, so powerful. And his book is really wonderful. Highly recommend it. Oh, I think I'm going to go check that out. The sounds sounds like something that I would actually need. <laughs> it's great. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to get a little bit more into, you know, you sort of stepping into the freelance world. And, you know, I have looked into other like business coaches, I guess, and entrepreneurs that are trying to help others, you know, achieve the success that they have. And it's from what I've seen, at least, it's an industry that's sort of dominated by white males. So, you know, did you feel different becoming a business coach as Indian female? Mm, that's a good question. I don't really think I felt different or weird about it. I've always thought like anyone, anything else, anything anyone else could do, I can do it too. I mean, I also realized like that is a huge product of my upbringing and my background and my parents were amazing. They created that space for me and we're very grateful for that. But I always felt like, okay, so what if this person looks different than me is not a, is like a man or you know, skin color is different than me. Like to me, that didn't really make a difference. Um, I always believe that I can just, I can do it too. <laughs> if they're human and they have a heartbeat and two eyeballs, I am a human. I have a heartbeat and two eyeballs. Like I can figure it out. I can do it too. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I think it's challenging because we all do come from different places like we all come from different circumstances and i think that's a lot of what the conversation in the world is right now is to acknowledge the privilege that we were born with and to understand that we're not all starting off at ground zero or whatever you want to call it um and i mean one thing we can do is really be grateful for where we are because i can guarantee you that there's someone else who is not who is worse off? So that's like one huge thing is like gratitude always being the front and center. And then the second thing is we get to write, depending, no matter what our story has come before, we can, I, I truly believe this, no matter who we are, we can draw a line in the sand and say today is going to be, is going to be different. 
today I'm going to decide that these things are now true for me. And that's what I believe is the power of the subconscious mind. Um, and I am not saying this in the sense like <clears throat> to put aside like any struggles or anything that anyone else has been through. But I do believe that we can draw a line and we can make a change in our lives because that's the powerful nature within us. We have this ability to co-create the life we want, no matter who we are. We are like all people who are human, who can use our minds for our lives that we want to bring about into reality. So that's something that I'm really thankful for. And in, and then just kind of to add on to that, we also have the responsibility to share what we know, the gifts we know about moving forward in life with other people and other people that might not be might not have heard about that, like might not have heard about these books that I told you about, right? So we have that responsibility if we know these things to share them with others as well. At least that's how I view it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, talking to you, I see that you have a mindset of like, you know, I really have the control over my destiny. And rather than, you know, my circumstances or my background affects me. And so I'm wondering, did you always have this sort of mindset and this power within you, um, or was it different? I think I, I definitely, it, I just don't remember a time I didn't. So I think I always had it. I, again, I go back to, I'm really grateful for where I came from and the parents that I had, the way I was brought up. But I also realized like two people can be in the same environment, but become different people. And They can become different people. So it really depends on their, like they have the ability to make a decision <laughs> and we all have this own, own journey that we have to go on to understand our power within and to understand that we can co-create. I think it just depends on the person when they're on their own journey. So when they are able to step into that power, they will at the right time. Everyone's doing it on their own, at their own pace, on their own journey, and everything's working out perfectly for them. Yeah, I love that. Um, and yeah, I agree. You know, I think everyone does have their own journey and has their own path to sort of realizing, I guess, the power that they have within themselves. Mm -hmm. And when you were, um, you know, in, in this freelance business and helping other people, um, you know, obviously develop their business. Did you face rejection and how did you get over it? Yeah, I face rejection. I face rejection all the time, even now. <laughs> it happens every single day. If you're not failing, you're not on your way to succeeding. So um, I actually made a podcast episode about this a couple of weeks ago or or maybe last week. I can't remember now, but you're going to get rejected. I had so many clients say no or didn't get back to me. And it's going to happen again and again and again. And to me, rejection or failure, it doesn't exist. If it does, I mean, like it exists and it's a thing, but to me, it's not a bad thing. I guess that's a better way of putting it. Failure is not real because it's simply feedback. That's all it is. If I fail at something, I get a bad grade on a test and literally get an F. For me, that's major feedback. Did I study that that week? Did I choose to prioritize other things? Is there something I could have done, extra help that I could have gotten? Maybe I haven't been actually learning the subject or maybe like 
is this a class I should have taken in the first place? Like there's a lot of feedback that could come from me failing a test. There's a lot of feedback that could come from me failing a launch. I launched a mastermind a few weeks, a month ago and it failed. I had a total grand total of zero people join this mastermind. And to me at first I was like, what happened? What just happened? And I was like, this was a failure. But then I realized very quickly that it was simply an opportunity for me to take feedback and learn. Was it the thing that they actually needed at that time? Did my audience need that? Was it the right price point? Was it something that I was thrilled about offering? There's a lot of pieces that go into this. And so even if a client rejects me, I learned something from it. What's the feedback I got from that rejection? Did I price myself well? Was I the right person for the project? Did I actually want that project? Did I actually understand their needs? Did I actually communicate with them? Did we vibe there's so many questions and pieces of feedback that I could get from a failure or from a rejection. And that's just how I've chosen to view rejection and failure. And I'm not going to lie. Some are going to be much harder than others. Some rejections are going to be really, really challenging. And, and same thing, like even if you take this out of business, you take it out into relationships, um, that's still feedback. Like if some, if you meet someone and you, you know, want to go out with them and you hear a no, or it doesn't work out, or you want to like be in a relationship and it doesn't work out, that's just feedback. That is not you failing. That doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. That's feedback. And you get to kind of go back and learn from that experience that, oh, this person now was entirely wrong for me. And again, it's just it's feel, failure doesn't exist. It is just feedback. Failure is simply feedback. And that's what's really helped me in business, in life, in, in, in you name it. That's like such a powerful thing to carry with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that mindset. And failure can obviously be very disheartening for a lot of people. But if you change the way you view it, like you, you know, mentioned, it can you can take it in a different way and you can take it in a more positive way that will push you to grow more in whatever you're sort of trying to achieve, right? Mm -hmm. So Definitely. I want to know, going into entrepreneurship, I think a lot of it is like working, you know, crazy hours and just working crazy because you're working for yourself and obviously you have to support yourself financially. So how do you find that balance where you don't, you know, go crazy with work, but you're still supporting yourself? Sometimes you have to go crazy with work, especially if you're working towards something like we all have sprints and times of hustle in our business. And then we have times that are more relaxed and a little bit more chill. So it's always a game of balance, but there are times where you need to start to put up the boundaries. So things like I don't work beyond 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. or I don't work weekends. Like that was a big boundary I put up probably sometime in 2018 where I was like, I can't do weekends anymore. This is ridiculous. Like I need to live my life. I need to rest. So I remember when I put that boundary up and how good that felt. And honestly, because I was able to rest, I was able to be more productive when I did work. And then that enabled me to start hiring people. And now I luckily help have people who are helping me and I'm not doing it by myself anymore. There's just so many things that came out of putting up those boundaries um, and you know, in the beginning you can't necessarily do it, but after you work really hard and you're able to start getting that traction and getting those clients, getting that income, you can start to 
learn and realize and understand how do you be more efficient? How do you work less and make more? And then start to, again, put up those boundaries, like I said. Yeah, I, I really love that. And, you know, I guess it's important to understand that there are going to be times where you do have to work all the time. And then there's also going to be times where you can sort of chill and you don't have to put in as much effort. So it's almost like a cycle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my last question for you is going to be, you know, amidst all the success that you've achieved um, with your podcast and with your agency and just helping people, what would you say is your biggest achievement? My biggest achievement? That's a really great question. <laughs> um, I'm I'm just really grateful at how I've been able to work on myself, um, especially in the last one year. I've just really invested a lot into my personal growth and learning things like NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, learning different tools that I can use in times of struggle, in times that are harder than other times, and being able to look inward and have the tools to be able to work through things that aren't easy to work through. Um, And having those for myself is definitely one of my biggest achievements, but now being able to share them more and more with other people is something that I'm looking forward to and really grateful that I get to do on a daily basis. Oh, I love that. And I just want to say thank you so much to everyone listening. And thank you so much, Ivani, for talking to me today. Um, I'm really so grateful that I got the opportunity to talk to you and honestly learn from you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. Your questions are wonderful. And I hope that you keep up this amazing podcast. I love it. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you like the podcast, I'd love if you rated it and left a review.